Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Fights out. I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from. Everybody, it's 8 o'clock, and you already know what time it is. It is time for my show, The Mecca James Show. I give you fashion, politics, relationships, and everything in between. Tonight, people, we have an amazing show tonight. The standards of beauty. I want to shout out to everybody that listened to my Mirtha Michelle show. She's a writer, author. She wrote the book Letters to the Men I Love. Amazing show. You know it's Women History Month, so we got to continue that. So this panel of women is going to be amazing. We have women from different ethnic backgrounds, and we're just talking about the images of beauty, plastic surgery, race, and so much more. I want you to follow me on Instagram, Mecca James. You can also follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. And if you've missed any of my shows, the Mecca James Show, you can always go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca, M-E-C-C-A, show and the number one. And listen to any show with Tammy Roman from Basketball Wife, Charlemagne the God from Power 105, and all those shows you can listen to. And you can also download on iTunes. It's free. Take me to work. Take me to the gym. You know how we do. But anyway, I got some of my panelists on the line, and we're going to talk about the perception of beauty, the standard of beauty, what's going on with plastic surgery, implants, you know, butt injections, Kim K, self-esteem. We'll talk about teenagers wanting to be video vixen. We got all of that. So we got a panel of women from different ethnic backgrounds. And what I'm going to do is I got some of them on the line, and they're going to introduce themselves, and we're just going to go into it. It's the Mecca James every show, everybody, and thanks, everybody, for rocking with me. Now, ladies, I'm going to put you guys in on the show. What what's I up, usually Mecca? do for people that – hey, what's going on? What I usually hey, do guys. for people that – hey, everybody – I want to tell everybody what I usually do for people is, this is what I do. I usually use the last digits. And so we're just going to introduce, I'm going to start off with Latasha, and then we'll start off with Q and Leroy, and we have Kizzy on the line as well. Latasha's on the line right now. She's on now. We got her in. Okay. (laughs) Latasha, are you on the line? Hey. Hey. Good evening. Say your name, your your title, all that good stuff. All right, I'm Natasha Martinez. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm a child educator. Been doing it for the past three years. And it's a great, interesting topic that we're about to discuss, so I'm glad I'm on the show. We're about to go in. We're about to go in on that. And then we have 
Diane on the line. She's 6244. You're up next. Tell everybody what we're on the Mecca James show. Oh, hey, everyone. Dana here. Uh, I am. I have a blog. It's called Daily Fashionista. And I also work in the city for Bella NYC Magazine as an editor. And I'm really happy to be with you powerful women tonight discussing these very interesting topics. I have a feeling it's going to get juicy. <laughs> okay, we got last digits or 1100. Tell everybody your name, where you're calling from, and your title. Hey, everyone, ladies. Um, my name is Lay, Lay Rowe, and I'm from Pennsylvania. I am a singer, songwriter, DJ, so entertainer in a nutshell, as well as a higher education uh, professional. Okay, we got educators in the building as myself. Last digits we have, last but not least, last digits is 5422. Say your name, and she is our panelist. Hello? Um, I don't know if we... Well, Mecca, I don't know if you got me. It's Q. Oh, yes, Q. That's... uh, Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, that's who we were waiting for. Q, can you introduce yourself, everything about you? Sure. My name is Korat Ankadwani. I go by Q. I'm an actress, writer, producer. Uh, I'm Indian, was born in India, but I grew up in the Bronx. And I am so excited to be talking about the standards of beauty. I have a lot to say on that topic, so get ready. Get Whoa. ready, yeah. <laughs> we we instructed. I, I wanted to. I forgot well, to I state my ethnicity. Slack. Layro. Layro, this is what we're going to do. Before we say something, I always want you to say your name. And for the people that we, you know it's a radio um, per se, so can you just go through your ethnic background? We start off with. Leroy, and then Latasha, she already said it, and Q, and then we'll go on from Dan. Okay, so I just, I I, I say I'm black. Um, It kind of covers uh, different, um, (laughs) yeah, my my heritage, because I have y'all in there, of course, um, you know, African, my ancestors were slaves, slave uh, masters, so yeah, and American (laughs) Indian, so yeah, I got it all, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go with Q. <laughs> I am Indian. Some people say that they're Indian American, but I feel like I, I grew up here uh, for most of my life, but I, I don't really like to hyphenate. I, I just say I'm Indian. Absolutely, absolutely. Latasha, we have Latasha. Yes, I'm Latasha. I'm Puerto Rican, born and raised in the Bronx, uh, one of the toughest places to live in. Right, Mecca? Absolutely. And I'm born and raised in and Harlem. Living in, me, yeah. Now I'm living in me Waterbury. Me and Latasha, we went to high school together, so you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, very rough. But um, <laughs> I, say I'm, I say I'm Puerto Rican, um, but I was born and raised in, in, in the Bronx. My parents are from the island. Um, I speak I speak English and Spanish. Okay, um, cool. So, you know. We're uh, going to get into it, ladies. Uh, we, oh, Dana oh, Dana. Here. oh, I sorry. forgot. I'm so sorry. There's so Dana many people. Okay. I'm, I am, uh, I'm so sorry. I am half French and half Italian. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, but my parents were Manhattanites, and they met in New York. And, you know, when people look at me, they might make a snap judgment and know 
think they know what I'm all about. Oh, that, you know, white girl from New Jersey. But actually my grandmother and my mother um, grew up in the Bronx. And, uh, oh, okay. you know, my grandmother was worked really hard uh, and tried to provide, um, you know, things for my mom. And it just so happened that my parents met in the city and uh, we wound up over here. But, you know, when people look at me, they make a snap judgment, but they don't really know everything I'm all about. So I'm really glad to be here tonight with you ladies and, you know, discussing this topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. So this is what we this is how the show came about. Um, it's Women History Month. You know, we have so much about women empowerment. But I saw something on uh, the media about Cindy Crawford. I think I, we talked about this earlier. And, you know, she had a very a regular picture. You know, she showed her cellulite. She showed her skin, you know, and the media really took they just went crazy on her negative. And I was saying to myself, and the same thing with Beyonce, she had a picture up of, you know, no makeup. It seems like the media, people in society do not want you to see you, you know, you have to look perfect at all times. And that's just not how it works. So as women, especially African American, different nationalities, we have to go through so much to look so-called perfect or good for the media or society. So we just want to talk about that and talk about all the plastic surgery that girls are having and people are dying from just to look a certain way and for what. So this is what we're going to talk about. What do you I think, mean, I, Leroy? I, I I know. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Just um, say, state your name before. Yeah, I, just I, state I, your name so everybody can know. Yeah, yes, my name is Lairo. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely pressure put on us to, um, you know, as women to look this certain way and, you know, um, the standards of beauty, I, I guess, you know, make sure we're following that to a T. If we don't mm-hmm. feel like we look like it, or we have that off day, we feel horrible about ourselves, and, um, you know, then we go through that whole self-esteem thing. I mean, even down to, you know, weight, hair, skin, complexion, um, I mean, it, it's just something that we we are faced with pretty much every day, I think, daily. Well, I, I agree. Yeah. Dana, Dana here, I, we were talking about the Cindy Crawford picture, and what it was is she you know, showed herself, I think it was either in, like, a bathing suit or lingerie or something. It was a photo shoot, and they were showing the before retouched photos. And, you know, she's had kids, and she had some skin, mm-hmm. like, sagging on her body, like, in her midsection. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you can look at it two different ways. I saw that picture, and I felt empowered. I was like, wow, you know what? Like, here's Cindy Crawford you know, and she's not absolutely perfect. On the other on the other hand, on one hand I felt empowered, on another hand I felt concerned because it just goes to show you how much airbrushing and things like that, you know, happen to some of these photos that kind of put mm-hmm. like an unrealistic maybe image or add pressure onto us. But I think I can look at it at one of two ways. I can either be concerned or empowered. You know, sometimes if I'm having like a rough day or maybe I'm not feeling my best, you know, I can put on, like, a swipe of, like, a pretty color lip gloss or something like that, and it actually can uplift my mood. Like, oh, you know, I I put this on and I suddenly feel a little bit better. So I think, you know, it's kind of just having boundaries with it and just not getting overly wrapped up in, like, all the super superficial stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Q. 
So I, I think, you know, that with the Cindy Crawford and all, all of the celebrity, um, you know, stuff, I, my, my opinion is that as a society, I think it's hard for us to separate the celebrity, the image, and mm-hmm. the real-life person, the realistic person. And I think that 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 this begins, that this, this issue begins in the home. You know, when I was growing up, I feel like I had a very strong sense. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a model, right, like all little girls want to be especially in a time when we we were having these supermodels, the Cindy Crawfords and the Helena Christensen's of the day, you know, the Naomi Campbell's, and, and I wanted to be a supermodel. I really thought I was going to get tall and, and be that. And my parents, my mother would tell me, you know, that's not real. They're not real. They're the exception. You know, that's a celebrity. And as I was growing up, I, I really had that distinction that this is a celebrity. They are paid to be a certain way. They are paid to be that, quote, unquote, perfect image they're a fantasy they have an image they have image consultants they they need to be that way now why they need to be that way is, is something is a separate issue like for example in the 15 1600s when you see artwork from that time what was considered beautiful was the what we would say today is the fat woman the obese woman because food mm-hmm. was difficult to get back then so if you were fat that meant you had food to eat which meant you were rich and if you were skinny, that meant you were poor, and nobody wanted to be poor. Today, in this day and age, the rage, you know, is you can't be too skinny, right? <laughs> right. If, if you're rich, if you're wealthy, there's a different perception of beauty, you know, what that means, because you have access to everything. So you should be the the, the, the image of the Greek, you know, the Greek gods, you know, and goddesses, like the perfect body, the perfect everything. But I think that this kind of thing the young girls, the teenagers are looking at what's portrayed in the media today, you know, the way that people, the way that people look, the way that women look um, with all this plastic surgery. And they think that that is reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, even with all the reality shows, the line is getting blurred. Yeah. I agree with all the, I agree with all the ladies because I can remember growing up and I also wanted to be a supermodel and I, I always thought like, you know, those dating suits are so pretty and my grandma used to always tell me, girl, go sit down. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> the old dad, you're like, damn, like, why well, I can't be a supermodel? Like, she made it. So you start, you start thinking like that. But the older you get, you start seeing things differently. But yeah. a lot of I mean, a lot of times we put ourselves at four for what society mm-hmm. is showing us. Because yeah, like, I, we, all, we all sit here at one point about in our lives and said, damn, I'm going to be like that. Why I can't look like that? And we, set up, we set up ourselves up sometimes. And, and, like, I have a daughter, and, you know, a lot of times she would sit there and be like, oh, I'm ugly, I hate my hair. Because my, my kids, I have black. So my daughter will always say, mm-hmm. I hate that I have nigga hair. Girl, you better embrace oh, it. No. This Spanish exactly. girl that wishes they had curly hair like that. I think it was Dove, actually, or one of the brands just did a commercial like that. It was mother and daughter, and um, it was like embrace your curls, you know, and girls had, like, curly hair. And, I mean, it's just, I work, um, you know, for a magazine, and oftentimes, you know, I'm putting together um, pages or things like that. And for me, it's like I just always like to try to um, feature things that are, like, attainable, 
and I like mm-hmm. to talk about things that are like worth your time or worth your money. Just little pick me ups. Like you know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't really like to talk about extremes or you know I'm not I'm, I personally you know um, you know I personally like to just talk about things in my work that are just little tips and tricks that can just make us feel good about ourselves. It's not about like you know, we create blowing up the whole building and starting from the ground. It's like, well, what do you have? Like I always say, you've got a hot pair of legs, throw on a mini. You've got luscious lips, swipe some gloss. You know, you've got like a booty with it and you're sexy, show it off. You know, I think it's just like we all mm-hmm. have things about ourselves that mm-hmm. we can find that, that are pretty. And I think it's embracing those, you know, you have a, a beautiful eyes, wear some mascara. You know, just little tips and tricks just to make yourself feel good, you know, I think, and that's really kind of what where I think, uh, you know, things should be at. Absolutely. What I wanted to talk about is, because I work for the school system, and you see a lot of girls, they don't look up to attorneys and lawyers and things like that. Nowadays, they're looking up to women like Kim Kardashian and things like Kylie that. Jenner. How do you Kylie feel Jenner. about that? <laughs> Kylie Jenner. And all of these people that have no talent, they just look good. So chime in on that. But before you talk about that, talk, just say your name. And how do you feel about this image of looking perfect, people, women that are, you know, uh-huh. have no talent but just beautiful for no reason? And now women are getting plastic surgery, wanting big booties. It's crazy. What do you feel about that? I mean, I, I'm, this is what I'm trying to I think be, wanting to be beautiful, I think everybody is beautiful in their own way. I just feel yeah. like some. Some people have lost themselves along the line because mm. somebody that came across that line and said, you're not beautiful enough. You don't have what it takes. And sometimes mm-hmm. us women, we tend to feed into that and we forget who we are. So mm-hmm. it's, we, we, we try to build ourselves up with, with makeup and the pretty mascara that costs like $16 that's still going to make you look like you looked like yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to empower ourselves and say we, we can look like her, but a lot of us lose ourselves wanting to be like that. I have no problem Absolutely. With, with, with beautiful women and what they do to get by, but a lot of the times they send the wrong message. Yep. No, little cute. Girl, no, little, no little young girl should want to be like, I want to take my clothes off and look like Kim Kardashian. Right. No, I mean, that's not, I, don't, I think that's not positive. But the reality of it is this. I, is it, it's Dana. The reality of it is this. You know, I do a lot of work, go to, you know, fashion week, do this, but, and and trust me, my first kind of like, you know, reason for getting into um, journalism and fashion is because I love to write, but I can't show up at an event looking like a hot mess because nobody's going to take me seriously. So I have to put Mm. a lot of time and a a lot of time and effort into my physical look. So that way my mental capabilities will also be respected because of the industry that I work in. And I often feel, you know, pressure. Oh, I have to look young or, oh, I have to look hot or good or, oh, but I don't want to look too sexy because I want to be taken seriously. I mean, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure. I think at the end of the day, it's like you kind of have to reach within yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I remember one of you you said something about us losing ourselves, and I think it's so true. I think you have to reach within yourself what's important to you and what makes you feel good and and forget everybody else. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Q, what's going on? Tell us you your know, opinion. You know, I'm going to keep it real with you because I heard you like to keep it real. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I I used to like Kim K back in the day. I I don't know what's going on with her, but that her body is, like, on another planet right now. 
I, I, I don't mm-hmm. understand the stories that I hear about people trying to look like her. It's just amazing to me. You know, actually, like, if we're going to talk about her, you know, she, she her, I feel like her face is prettier without any makeup on. She has some kind of complex. She, It's a mental issue with her. You know what I mean? She, we already mm-hmm. know she has OCD. She has a mental issue um, in terms of self, accepting herself. And her body, I mean, nobody can say that her body is real. I don't care how many x-rays she's done on TV or whatever, that everything about her is fake. And I just don't even find it attractive at all. And I, you know, all these like fake breasts and fake this and fake that, mm-hmm. it's ironic because women say it's for themselves, but really the people who find that attractive are men. Yeah, or absolutely. so they think. So yeah, you're really doing it for men. And, the you know, the other day I was having a conversation with my friend and, and I was telling her, you know, I'm not going to get Botox. I'm not going to, I'm just going to age as I age. I've decided I'm just not going to do that. And she was like, that's because you don't have any wrinkles right now. <laughs> and I was like, no, I really don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then she said, <laughs> and then she said, oh, but you're brown. You're brown. So you're not even going to get it for a while. Anyway, I, I'm white. You know, I have lighter skin, so I got to, I got to maintain. And I was like, but Why? <laughs> You know, but why? Because this was not a thing back then. Because people and, feel and the pressure, you know. They just feel the pressure, man. Trust me. I do. I've had people offer me, you know, uh, Botox and stuff, like, you know, in trade for, like, some kind of review or something. I haven't done it. I have not done it. You know what I go? I go over and I open up my oil, uh, Olay cream. I freaking slather it on my right. face. And I go to bed. You know, because I don't want to give in to that. I really don't. I don't want to do it. And I don't like chemicals or I don't know what the heck is in it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if other people do it and it works great on them, good for them. My personal but choices, I told her, I'm not doing it I told it right her, now. I said, you know, you have an issue that you need to deal with. You're obsessive. You're doing yeah, this a yeah. lot. That's and and I think that's, that's, that's the other thing. Nobody ever tells somebody with those big cortisone lips that they don't look right. Everybody's a little scared to be like, what is, how, what's going on with your face? Nobody wants to like, really say it, like and that? I think it's time that we need to say it. What is going on? Crazy obsession. I don't know. It's like a crazy obsession with Who's wanting to right look this like. This is Lay. Leia. Sorry. Oh, okay. Leia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this obsession with wanting to look like insert famous celebrity who's had all this extra extra work done. Name insert the name of that celebrity and with females I, I just I don't get why you would want to put yourself through that type of pain I mean like a butt injection and, and you know nipping and tucking at your you know waist your your face and I mean and you you're honestly happy with with that and then the healing process I mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. don't under and then the money it's a that's a lot of money too I mean, it's just, like, where are our priorities? And in America, like this country, we're, it seems like we're, like, taking from different cultures, different ethnicities, um, like, what is is beautiful about that culture and kind of, like, incorporating it into our own. So with, you know, now the, the big butt, now the era of the big butt or whatever, just because Elle magazine says so. No, African-American, Latino women, we've, been having big, you know, hips and ass forever. <laughs> so it's not sad. That's a, that's us, you know, like our full lips and, you know, the hair, the, you know. So it's like, oh, well, since uh, I guess, you know, 
mainstream said it's okay and that's the fad. Now go out and, you know, get the injections to make your butt big. Sorry, so, yeah, I, I just went and ordered a large Sorry for the rant. I didn't get any injections. <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, you know what? I'm getting the large pizza. I don't care. And then I got a bigger oh, butt, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story to tell. I was at a um, birthday party. I know it was a baby shower. You know, we had women in there, and you know they were talking about plastic surgery openly. They were one girl. I think she was like 20. She had to be no later, no older than 27 years old. She said, "You know, I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic. I saved about eight thousand dollars, and I'm going to get butt implants." Wow. And I was like, "Why would you want to do that?" Because she didn't tell anyone the price. And I said, "Well, how much does that cost?" Because I'm all nosy. She was like, "Oh, it's about eight thousand dollars." I'm like, why would you do that? They're doing it for men. They're doing it because they want to look a certain way. It's pressure to have a fat ass. And there's a thing called the Wonder Bra. They have have new bras now that you can, I don't know if you guys saw that bra. It's an actual bra where in the front you pull, I forget the name of it. Like I'd have to, you pull pull the strap and it really gives you, it really gives you cleavage. I mean, there's Wonder Bras. Men men like small breasts. Men like medium breasts. Men like big breasts. Men like all breasts. Men don't need to have the fake. Men like, and let me tell you all something. I'm Indian. Ladies, 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 before you talk, just make sure you say your name because we got people on the chat room listening and we they want to know who's saying what. So go ahead. Okay. Well, this it's is Q. Gina, and I, I oh. agree with Q, and I think men like it all. Go <laughs> uh, again. I want to say ahead, I want to add one more thing. I'm Indian, and many Indians are known for you know not having big booties. But let me tell you something. I go to the gym and I do something called squats, and they work. Ah. And if you really do squats, <laughs> you may not have a J Lo booty, but it w- you will create one. You will make one. You just have to put in some effort. Things True. are possible, and I think that people are just lazy, and they want yeah, a they quick want the fix. Easy fix. Yeah, they want a fix. quick fix, and they yeah. don't think about an implant in your butt. They need to watch those videos of the one percent that has like an implant leaking out and like that flat. Have you guys yeah. seen that video? Well, <laughs> that woman the butt. No. Implant? No. Implant yeah, that you're went wrong. <laughs> My aunt, um, this is Dana, my aunt had uh, breast implants done, and she got extremely ill. The silicone leaked into her body. Ooh. They had, oh my she God. had to go, everybody wants to put them in you, but not in, not everybody wants to take them out. You know, and mm-hmm. she went to, like, a top doctor, mm-hmm. you know, the whole night. She had to fly, I think it was she had to fly to Texas to some specialist who had to take them out, and then she had silicone poisoning in her bloodstream, oh and so ill, and she had to do all this stuff to get better and take vitamins and do all this stuff after they got them out of her. It was a hot mess. So, yeah, it's like, but she she just didn't, at the time when she did it, you know, this was like about 10 years ago or even more, when she did yeah. it, there wasn't as much information, you know, and stuff as there is now. But it's true. If you're like part of that, like 1% that has a reaction to it, you're you're in trouble, you know? It's not worth it. I have a, I have a question for you ladies. Would any of you get plastic surgery or any of you guys, ladies on the panel, have plastic surgery? All right. No. Any of you guys had it? No. No, I've never had okay. plastic surgery. I have. I have. Uh, when, not, this is Dana. When I was young, uh-huh. I was like 16 years old, um, I had a nose job done, and uh, I had a okay. bump in my nose. I was depressed about it. I was upset about it. The kids in school, a couple, not a lot of kids. I mean, most of the kids were nice and like me, but there was a couple of mean kids 
who said something about my nose, and that's all that had to happen. Just one person really had to say it at that age, and it just uh-huh. got me very upset. And uh, for my 16th birthday, instead of having a sweet 16 party, you know, I went and got, you know, my nose done. So uh-huh. <laughs> let me tell you something. That stuff is not a walk in the park, and I realized something. If it was me now, I would never do it. I would, I would never do uh-huh. it. Um, it's uh-huh. too late because once you do it, I mean, you can't go back, but... I learned something. God made each one of us, and what I learned was God made each one of us special. We all have special, you know, attributes and things, and you got to embrace who you are. It was very, it was very painful. It was not a fun thing to do, um, and I was laid up in bed for a month and a half afterwards. I mean, it was not fun. I think if people have, you know, deformities, like let's say, you know, like real, real bad deformities, like cleft palate or things that are medical and they need to have stuff done, you know, by all means, I think they should do it if it helps with their, like, life. But just to Mm -hmm. do things, like, uh, frivolously, you know, I don't think it's smart. You know, I think my parents thought they were doing the right thing at the time because I wouldn't, I was, I was relentless. I wouldn't stop until I got what I wanted. I begged and this and that for months and months and months. And they finally, I think, stopped wanting to hear me and they caved in. But it was not, you know, it's not something I would ever do again. Let's put it that way. Well, I I think this is Q. Go ahead. This is Q. And, um, you know, I run, let me tell you, I run a few marathons you know, two full marathons, I, you know, work out all the time, and I felt like I was, I'm an actress. I have to I have to look a certain way. I have to be comfortable, um, you know, in, in certain outfits, and I do a lot of different events, and I have to fit into certain sample size dresses and blah, blah, blah. So I, I felt that I was not losing fat from around my stomach the way that I should be if I'm running 40, 50 miles a week for like you know as much as long as I had been so yeah I got I didn't get lipo let's not go there (laughs) that's like very scary for me but I got like a new technique which is like a you know in and out kind of thing in three hours where they kind of freeze the the fat cells and they'll never come back that kind of thing and I mean I think that it it works it doesn't it's actually meant specifically as is lipo Lipo and all these things are meant for people who cannot lose the the final fat cells. That's what it's really okay. meant for. It's not meant for, like, if you want to lose 20 pounds. That's not why it was created. <laughs> it was created for the person who has tried everything and still mm-hmm. cannot achieve what they want to achieve. So, you know, I think that, like, for me, it was helpful, but I still have to work out. I still have to maintain my lifestyle. I still have to have a diet, and I think that that's what people – the point that people miss is that just because you have lipo in one area doesn't mean that you're never going to get fat again. That fat, that fat, those fat cells might not come into that area, but you might get fat in your face, your back, your arms. <laughs> you still have to get oh, have please, a lifestyle. I'm about, order, you know. I'm about to order a salad now. This is I'm like, I better forget that pizza. Now I need a salad. Forget the pizza. Oh my god. It's so true, though. It's, you know, it's so true. I think I think it's that you true. have to do what makes you feel. You know what I mean? I think like there's some people that you know out there like if it if they do something that makes them feel better about themselves, who am I to judge? You know, I I just think that mm-hmm. everything has to be done. You know, if you're informed about it, you make an informed decision, an educated decision. Yeah. You know, then I think everybody is a free entity. They can do whatever they please. If it makes them feel better at the end of the day, then who am I to judge? You know what I mean? But I think it's just, Absolutely. 
do it informed, you know, just be informed about it. That's that's my advice. I just feel that there's so much pressure on women in general to look a certain way. Whatever whatever nationality you is, we have to we live in a social media society. If it's not Photoshop, we're using filters. I wanna ask the question, why can't we just do a pictures with no makeup and just be ourselves? If I just feel like society says you have to do this. You know, for women, like I was telling um someone, they well, have, they have long no makeup hair Monday extensions. on Instagram. No no makeup Monday. Oh, okay. That. Really? What is no, that? I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Dana. I'm an Instagram kind of, I don't want to say I'm an Instagram addict, but for work, I'm, for work. I'm on it quite, I'm quite often. And on Mondays, okay, they have the No that. Makeup Monday. No Makeup Monday oh. is where everybody, there's two things. It's Manicure Monday and Makeup Monday. So on Monday, you can go on where No Makeup, I think Z100 Radio, too, does like a No Makeup Monday thing, too. And, you know, they just okay. talk about like how it's cool to rock it without makeup. No filters, but <laughs> you might not wear the makeup, but don't hit a filter on that thing. You know what I mean? I don't want to see so. some people without makeup on, though. <laughs> I'm for real. I'm for real with you, too. I just want to see everybody without makeup on Instagram. I'm not liking a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some people no, I mean, I, I definitely joked around. I definitely said, I want lipo. I don't feel like doing this and doing that, especially around wintertime. You know, it gets very cold. And yeah, this uh-huh. winter's been brutal. Lazy, um, a little bit. You don't want to work out as much because you just want to stay in the house and eat some grub. Eat. And, um, <laughs> but, that's, yeah, but, then but that's the fallacy. You know, that's that's yeah. the falsehood about lipo is that, oh, you just get lipo and that's it. You don't have to do anything. But it's actually, that's mm-hmm. not the case. They tell yeah. you you have a healing process, but you need to have, Probably even a better lifestyle, a better mm-hmm. diet. Yeah, well, if you want to maintain lifestyle. it, yeah, if you want to maintain yeah. it, because it'll come right there. back in your in your back fat, you know. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's even yeah. Better. Now we have some yeah. we have some questions from some people in the chat room. Um, oh no, we we're talking about beauty. <laughs> we have some, we're talking about beauty, but actually, you know, we're all women. And I think I talked mm-hmm. to some people about that cattiness with un- within women. Because, you know, women can be very competitive amongst each other. Mm-hmm. We can size Meow. each other up like, oh, Meow. she looks good. Oh, she's... So what do you think about women being catty? Because I think that everybody is, you know, beautiful in their own right. I have a be- I, All of you women are beautiful. Every last panelist I have on and is you beautiful are in your own right. Thank you, Thank you and you're so beautiful, much. too. And you're, you're so cool to have us all on. This is Dana. I'll tell you what I think about this. <laughs> I All right. think it's terrible. I really do. I think it's so terrible. You know, I have a blog. I'm a blogger. I also work for a magazine um, as a journalist. And, you know, there's some girls that are, like, supportive of one another. Like, if I'm working with, like, mm-hmm. a brand or if I'm doing something, and, you know, I have a good relationship with somebody. You know, I work hard for everything that I have. I've worked really hard. But if I feel like somebody is, like, good to me or, like, I enjoy working with them, they have a good energy about them, you know, you can just feel when somebody's like, good usually. I think I've been around, uh-huh. you know, enough to pick up on that. I'll share, you know, network, maybe share some contacts or do whatever. But these girls that are, like, you know, so competitive and so, like, it's like, let me tell you something. There's a million blogs out there. <laughs> Don't worry about, uh-huh. you shouldn't be worrying about competing with me. There's, like, 999,000 other websites right you know, out there right now. I think <laughs> people just get caught up in it. You know, they just get, they oh, get yeah. caught up in it. And it's, like, the other thing is, like, I work with a policy. Like, I don't like to, uh, 
like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, like, the wrong word because we're on the radio, but, like, mess people over. You know, like, I try to work fair. Yeah. I try to work. I try to be cool. I try to work fair. I don't like to do to other people what I wouldn't like to have done to me. You know, I think some of these girls, just in general, just, like, whatever career you're in, I mean, there's, there's friends of mine that work in, like, you know, different offices and stuff and have told me, like, people just will do anything to get ahead these days, and I find it disconcerting, you know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I agree. T, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. About me? the cattiness? Who are you talking to? Oh, are you talking about you the cattiness? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, the cattiness. Can you hear me? Yeah. What are you um, talking about that? The cattiness? Hey, I, 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 um, I think that, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I feel blessed to be, to have a, a large group of, you know, large network of people that, and friends who are, who are quite supportive, but I think that probably the cattiness is like behind your back, probably. You know, I don't really <laughs> let it get, get to me. You know, I, I honestly try to follow my my rule of surround yourself and be with have the people in your life that are gonna bring you up. Um, not mm-hmm. you know, not have you stay the same or bring you down, but actually bring you up and be you know, you you choose the people in your life. So have people that that are leaders and that you can you can excel and you can reach the heights that you didn't think you were gonna reach. But I mean, I think that a lot right. of times you might have an internal yourself. Like I feel I often feel pressure, like, if I see somebody else and I'm like, oh, look how she's such she's in such good shape. I need to get it together, you know. I, 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 I try not to get bogged down with the cattiness. I think life is too short, to be honest. I really, and I, I personally don't feel that I'm really in competition with anybody else because I really truly feel that there's room for us all. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I mean? I, I have to just excel. I'm, I'm too busy to be worrying about somebody else. I need them to get it together myself. I think we've all gotten caught up in it. I I mean, I've gotten caught up in it. I'll admit it. It's Dana here. I've gotten caught up in it. And one of my girlfriends who's very successful said something to me. She goes, if you look behind your shoulder, you're going to trip on the sidewalk. Mm. Mm. So it's like if you're looking behind you, looking behind you, you're going to trip and land on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. You don't. You cannot look back. I, I can tell you some mm-hmm. stories, but I'll let Leroy talk and then Latasha, and I'll tell you some stories about a little bit of cannabis. Go ahead, Leah. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree, especially um, with you, Q. You just can't be concerned about, you know, what everybody else is doing, um, how this person is looking, because it'll distract you. Um, I was you reading an article yeah. on Uptown Magazine the other day with uh, Taraji P. On Taraji P. Henson, and she was uh, mentioning like the same thing. I mean, there's just no possible way I can allow other things to distract my life. Now, uplift if you can uplift me, and I can uplift you. That's what I'm all about. But if it's going to be a distraction, then I'm going to do everything in my power at least try to do it to avoid that. And with the music industry, I know, Dana, you were saying with, you know, journalists and bloggers, oh, my gosh, music. <laughs> Talk about competition. <laughs> that, I mean, these uh, there are so many different artists, especially indie artists, I mean, who are distracted by that whole smoke and mirrors. I mean, smoke and mirrors are real in the music industry. And yes, if you, is. like, really, I mean, if you give all your attention and energy to that, you will lose yourself quick, fast, in a hurry. So, Good yeah. advice, ladies. <clears throat> Great advice. 
But I'm saying we are an exception to the rule. We are women that like to empower other women, but you find there's a lot of women that, you know, they're very catty. You can just be doing your own Mm -hmm. thing, being positive, and it could be in your work environment they're trying to pull you down, or it it could Mm -hmm. be because of a man or the way you look. I mean, I actually went to a studio, and I was dressed really nice, and a girl, she was an African-American girl, she was like, oh, your shape is so nice. I was like, okay. But then she back, she tried to backstab me on the way. I said, why? I mean, you could just go to the gym. It's not that deep. It's, you know, whatever God has for me, he can do for you too. It doesn't really matter to me. But women are like that. Go to the gym. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough. I remember um, I interviewed last year. I um, did an interview with Cameron Diaz. She came out with that oh, book, nice. the beauty book. Yeah, and one of the and it's funny. It's like I feel like I'm a part of this chat tonight with you guys on the radio. And whenever uh-huh. I interview anybody, I feel like I'm meant to talk to these people because it puts me back in check. We all have our moments. I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. I'm I'm mm-hmm. far from perfect. And when I was speaking to Cameron Diaz, she said, "The comparison is the thief of joy." Comparison is the thief of joy, she said that night. You know, it's like you got to just do you. You can't be like so wrapped. You know, not anybody. You should, you just try, have to try not to get wrapped up in that. You know, we all have our moments because we're being bombarded by these images, Instagram, television, radio, mm-hmm. you know, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time. So it's like sometimes you just got to say, hey, you know what? I have to be thankful for what we have. The other thing is I think keeping your circle tight. You know, my grandmother mm-hmm. had a saying, no one else is going to tell you to wash your face so you look better than them. I like to keep a couple of friends around me that will tell me if I have dirt on my face. So it's right. like you got to mm. just keep your circle tight with a couple of people, you know, quality, not quantity. I think mm-hmm. it's the key, too, to that. You know what I mean? I agree. And since we have this panel of women, you know, we have to talk about race. You know, um, as an African-American woman, you have to, you know, when I was young, I was very um, slim. I was always tall and very slim. In our community, Men, you know, they are not really fond of really slim women. So we want to just talk about the different um, perceptions of beauty within, you know, different nationalities about that. What do you What do you think about that? I mean, I think we all come with different. This is Latasha. I think um, I, I could remember us being very slim back in the day, Mecca. Yes, very slim. <laughs> We no were more. we were nothing but we we were nothing but a bunch of uh, walking breasts with legs and and hair because that's what yeah. we were. We we didn't have nothing else. But as you get older, you tend to um, figure out your own body and figure mm-hmm. out what appeals to you and to the naked eye. A lot of times we may think we look good, but we really don't look good to the naked eye. Absolutely. You tend, you tend to figure yourself out. Like I I've, I have three kids. And my last baby was a C-section. And all I could think about was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a scar for the rest of my life. I'm going to have a pouch. And I took it upon myself to, like, embrace it. It's motherhood. It's something that was was to be expected, you know. Yeah. And we, we, tend to, we, we tend to forget about the importance of where that scar came from. Because we may have Absolutely. a scar, but sometimes it's a good scar. you got to remember where it came from. And now that I'm older, I can look at myself and say, damn, I'm 37 years old. I look all right for 37 with three kids and a C-section and a pouch. It's how you embrace your body because you have to look at yourself every day. And a lot of us, 
forget and we, we tend to look at society and say, nah, I'm not good with the way I look. I want to look like her. And that's where we, we, tend to, we, we tend to fail as women because we want to look like the next woman. And that's where cattiness comes from. I, I, yeah, appreciate, sure I appreciate catty women. I love me a catty woman. I love a woman that will sit here and tell me, you don't have a big butt. You got a little butt. I'm good, honey. Trust me. <laughs> catty women Mecca. are the best. You learn from catty women, though. <laughs> and a catty woman will learn from you. So it's, a, it's a win-win situation. Catty women are great, though. You, you, you get to realize who they really are, though. Mm-hmm. They deal with certain issues that only they kids. They have insecurities. That's why they're catty. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're great. Listen to their stories and hear them mumble jumble and how how great they look and how they got to they you know, I'm no, I'm no, this is Leia, uh, this is Leia speaking, but I, you know, I'm no angel to not being catty. I mean, because we, we all have catty. We all have catty. We all get catty sometimes. Yeah. It's just, you can't help it, especially as a woman, you know, we're, we're, we can be just dramatic, but, um, you know, as you get older, you, you definitely want to get wiser and more mature. I mean, that's the goal. So why even that whole comes back? Back to distraction for me. Why would I distract myself with something I could get away with at 15? I I don't have the same money I do. I didn't have no money at 15. I got money now mm-hmm. and and bills more bills to pay and more things to do with my time. Yeah, so, we have responsibility. I think you right. know you don't want to maybe be dealing with negativity mm-hmm. or you know you know too wrapped up in it. If it's too much trouble or people are just <laughs> jealous or insecure or whatever. I don't want to be, right. if I can help it, we only have so many, so much time on this earth. I like to kind of keep an arm's length, you know, and distance from mm-hmm. those types of people if I can. If I can. Right. Mecca, you asked Not about the, the uh, perceptions by culture. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. You. you know, when I, I emcee weddings sometimes and I always joke around, one of my running jokes at a wedding is, you know, Indian clothes are always nice and loose because we can go get seconds and thirds of the food, you know, and we can, we can hide it. We can hide it well with the clothes and everybody loves that joke, but you know, it's true, you know, culture is so important. And and, in the Indian culture, Mm -hmm. our clothes are, you know, we, all of our clothes I feel are really loose and they, and that's for various reasons. I think number one is it's for modesty. Um, You know, men don't need to be seeing every single curve of a woman's body. That's the premise behind Mm -hmm. that you should be saving it for yourself or for your husband or whatever. Um, but I think that, like, with the media, the way the media is going, I mean, you know, I think from the 90s onwards, even in, like, Bollywood, everybody's in shape. You know, the the actors who are now, like, in their 40s and 50s, they still have their six-pack, you know? And you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. how does this 50-year-old have a six-pack? You know, he probably he probably takes some some shots of something, right? Like, it's, or they it's work, gonna or happen. They work it's, out it's really hard. You, never I, you know. can't have a. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not sure if a 50 year old man <laughs> can have a six pack. But um, the women are in shape too, and that's reflect. You know, that's reflected in the movies. And but then you know, I don't. I mean, when I date guys, I often ask them like if they're very you know if they're really in shape like athletic guys. I'm like, do you like to be with a girl who's like you know, flat stomach, perfectly in shape, and they always say no. They always, really? always say that's too much. 
And it gives me hope because that, that makes me feel happy. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's so interesting, though, because you would think that a guy, because really you're doing, most, most people are doing it because they think that's what the guy wants to see in them. Mm-hmm. Most people are, most women are not doing it for themselves. You know, no, no woman. Man. If a man didn't care, you would be having a Twinkie right now. I think these days, though, some people do it, like, for health reasons. You know, like, I know. Health, like, too. Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, health, yeah. too. Like, I know some people have, like, glu- you know, gluten sensitivities yeah, yeah, or maybe they're just really, like, I know a lot of, a couple of my friends are, like, really into, like, yoga. So in order to do yoga, it's kind of like a sure. whole lifestyle. Like, you're drinking a veggie drink. You're doing, I mean, I don't know how some people do it. Like, I'm like, wow, more power to you. Like, you guys That's have That's like a real extreme, extreme willpower. Though. Yeah. Yeah, supreme uh-huh. willpower. But I have a lot of friends like that these days, you know, who are just really, really into, like, you know, making a vegetable drink. Like, if you look on Instagram, people are like, oh, I made a smoothie. I have I'll that bullet, you know, mm-hmm. that you buy at Target that makes the smoothie at home. That thing is, like, selling like hotcakes. And all these people are, uh-huh. like, making smoothies and, and Instagram pictures of all these green smoothies. Very <laughs> smoothies. So, no, well, but it's just like a trend, you know what I mean? But uh-huh. I agree, though. Yeah. I think some people where they're, like, too perfect, it's like, well, wait a second, what are you really doing? But, I mean, right. I think it's a, you know, maybe that's a combination. But celebrities, you know, they have, uh, you know, uh, unlimited funds and they have... Yeah, around-the-clock service. I love a veggie yeah. juice, though. Those things are delicious. <laughs> yeah, veggie juice is good. It's really good for yeah. you. Listen, but I, mean, look it up. I like, need some you, meat uh, in my life. <laughs> I need, this is yeah, Dana. Right. I, I want to ask all of you ladies. <laughs> this is Dana, and I want to ask all of you ladies. Have any of you guys ever yeah. gotten your makeup done, done professionally? I have, yeah. and I look, oh, ten, yeah. I look 10 years younger. I mean, if they know what they're doing, if you're going to make up artists, it's no good, then you're in trouble. But I, this girl mm-hmm. did my makeup, I swear to you, I look 10 years younger in like 45 minutes to an hour. I was like, oh, my God, like, who am I? It's <laughs> like when you get your makeup done, you look gorgeous. And these celebrities have people doing that all the time for them. You know Every what I mean? day. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. why we have to put out that message to young girls that, you know, maybe they don't have guardians or maybe they don't have parents or they're not listening to their parents. Like Beyonce has a song mm-hmm. called Flawless. Obviously, Beyonce doesn't wake up looking like that. But, you know, for a 13-year-old girl or maybe a 10-year-old, mm-hmm. all they see is, oh, she's beautiful. Everybody loves her. We have to really get the message out that no, Ma, she has a team of people for hair, makeup, you know, if she's sweating, <laughs> if she needs something. They are there at a drop of a dime like clockwork, but these are the people that you don't see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, the song, the song is, a, is like a state of mind more so. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. You know, like you, you're flawless and it's like empowering. And unless yeah. a teenage, the teenage girls or, you know, that younger girl, doesn't have the type of mentorship where somebody can, you know, explain that to her, break it down for her to kind of grasp, then that's the issue. That's the problem. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And um, I would like to hear more from um, um, uh, Martina, because you're a child educator, um, about that. Like, what what do you um, encounter, like, with, you know, younger girls and body image awareness and Issue, you know, any issues they might have with beauty and whatnot. I, 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 Natasha can I'm talk a, about that, and I'm an educator, I'm so a, I'll, gonna, I'll let Natasha talk and then go ahead. I'm, I'm going to start with just being a mother of a 14-year-old girl. Okay. okay. And seeing her go from transition overnight, because it happens overnight in a blink mm-hmm. of an eye. You know, she goes from hating her hair to loving her hair 
to not wearing no makeup to thinking that makeup is is gonna solve solve her day. Um, times I hear her, like I hear her and her little friends talk, like, oh, I need to, I need, I need to wear these jeans. They look, they they fit tighter. It's all about image. It's all about what the boys are saying. Mm-hmm. It's a distraction. Mm-hmm. And I, and I always tell my daughter, who's fourteen, boys are distraction. And the same way I tell a, a girl, <laughs> tell the boy, girls are distraction. <laughs> come with a lot of luggage. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both both ways they're distracted. It has to do with keeping up with the next person, because it's already set in society that we have to we have to look an image. And mm-hmm. it's a, comp- a competition in school. And 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 me and Mecca going back thinking about when we were in high school, it was never a competition. It was we no. were just happy to go to school and hang out with our friends and what we were doing over the weekend and what we was gonna do while we was in school. Times have changed because it's, it, everything is just so put into what the videos are looking like, who's, mm-hmm. who's dressed best, like who has the best sneakers. Kids mm-hmm. are killing themselves just to try to get the best the best sneaker out there. And I, and I try to tell my daughter, you beautiful with no makeup on. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not beautiful. Uh, this oh, is I, cute. I got. I, got I mean, I think that I think that when I was growing up, it was the same too. I mean, I I grew up in the '80s. It was we didn't have all the social media, obviously, but it was right. all about the jewelry that you had. Or oh, I hated, I hated the first day of school. I hated the uh the when you came back after Christmas break because that's when everybody came back to with their Christmas presents. And I and I'm Muslim, so right. I never celebrated Christmas, and so I didn't have all these clothes right. and new clothes and new sneakers and. It was all about like what what are you wearing and what do you look like, you know, and and that was really really stressful for me as well. I'm sure it's gotten worse. Can you imagine what these kids are going through now? It's just an image. It's definitely worse. I can't even imagine that. I mean now, (laughs) but I I did want to make a point. I did want to make a point about the whole Beyonce thing. Was that Uh you know what I think is really important is. I find it really interesting that the teenagers or anybody these days look at Beyonce in terms of her outward beauty. You know, I think that, like, I wanted to comment on what you had brought up before, Mecca, which was on, you know, the doctors and lawyers. And, like, when I discuss Beyonce, I actually talk about how she hustled since the age of six, that she's been working since since she was a kid to achieve her dream. She works so hard to, to get to where she is, and she's an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. She really handled, you know, her her career oh, and, you know, fired her father for God's sake, you know, as her manager. I mean, she really like went there, and and I think the, the that problem is when when we have a conversation with the girls these days, we're focusing too much on we're letting them focus or we're allowing them to focus on the wrong things. We should be yeah. having them focus on the business women. You know, there are all these women right now who run ethnic women who run companies. There's the uh-huh. CEOs, the CFOs of companies. They're authors and you know playwrights, and they're the ones who are who are running running the country. And we never we never focus on that as the standard of beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why uh-huh. I have the uh-huh. panel. Look at look at the panel. Uh-huh. But what I was going to say, uh-huh. and as an edu- as an edu- educator, there are so many girls that I talk to, and you know they want to be video vixens. They want to be bottle servers. They don't want to. They just want to be like in a Drake video, or they really feel like what the rappers is talking about. That's what they want to be. They want instant gratification, and they're willing to get it any way. So possible. things really haven't that's changed. That's the problem. <laughs> 
Mecca. No, well, I don't know. I just think it's, I just think that all that's influenced. I feel like all that's influenced by who you're around. Like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. yeah. I was on the school. I was on the school newspaper, and my dad was always talking about you know authors and books. And I mean, I just think it's like what you're around. You know what I mean? Like, and let me tell you something. Like you know, there's been there's been times like where I've I actually was in an event like a couple of years ago, and some guy approached mm-hmm. me, and he was like, oh, you know. um, I don't know, just, like, approached me in, like, a, a sleazy way. You know, I could tell he was, like, no good. But, like, you know, I just think there's more, there's more power to us that don't, girls that just don't go off their look. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sore on the eyes. I think, like, I'm a decent-looking girl. But, like, I'm not going to use that. You know what I mean? I think we got to use our brains. We have to use our brains in order to get ahead, not the – it's a combination deal. I think a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Smile, you know what I mean? Smiling never hurts. Yeah. But – up, uplifting degrees and entrepreneurs and CEO. Go ahead. Who's talking now, Latasha? Uh, the other, this is Latasha. Yeah. The other thing that I find okay. is to be so interesting is looking at Facebook and looking at Instagram and seeing these young girls on their half ticket just just to get one like. Not realizing yeah, yeah. that that goes oh, that goes worldwide, honey. Anybody mm-hmm. can screenshot your picture and put it yeah. up somewhere else, and you won't even know it. And it's sad because it's, it's young girls at the age, starting at the age of fourteen. And and and, and the bigger picture about it is now everybody want to be a twerkingologist. If you ain't twerking, you ain't you you, you ain't living life. Exactly. And where did this if you're hot, like get to this? If you don't know how to twerk, I'm telling you, it has to. do What with is everything. it like at the schools? Is the schools that you guys work at? Is there a dress code? Do these people have yes. to? You know, do they have to? Uh, you know, we don't have a dress code, but I think it's just society as a whole. Yeah. Even with as uniform, a, they still out of uniform. Because even with uniforms, uniforms, you see girls coming with short, short skirts. You know, it's mm-hmm. just crazy. Mm-hmm. They come in one way, and you know, they're going out the house one way, and they're coming to school a different <laughs> way. It's just crazy. <laughs> they got stretchies on underneath the mini skirt, then they rip the stretchies off, and they just have the mini skirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can you say to some of the young girls out here? Because we have, uh, I have a phenomenal panel. We have CE, you know, we have educators, DJ, singers, playwriter. We need to uplift women that are on this panel. That's why I have you guys up here for. We if need a young more than just an hour, women, probably. <laughs> I mean, we can do a two. We can do a two. We can do a series two. You guys, you guys talked yeah, about Beyonce. Yeah, we can definitely do a that. part two. You guys yeah, saw that behind the, behind the Music with Beyonce. It was like on television. It was a program behind the music. And it talked about how Beyonce, from a young age, just like you said, worked really hard and, like, busted it. You know what I mean? Don't expect an instant quick fix, like, unless you're playing the lottery. And that's a one in a jillion chance. It's like you have yeah. to put the time in and put the work in. Don't be afraid to put the work in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Exactly. I also want to talk because we have some people in the chat room. Um, she says she's an African American woman. She is a dark skinned girl. And sometimes in the media, we don't see enough dark skinned black women. Um, she wants to know, you know, why is that? Can that change stuff like that? That's what she's saying. So I'll give it to Leah. 
Of course, I have, you know, I'm African American, so I respond as well. But we'll give it to Leroy to talk about that. Just in within the panelists that are on the panel, in the African American community, there are like different complexions, and sometimes it can be a divide and conquer. I didn't grow up like that. If you're black, you're black. It doesn't really matter. But there are some people that feel that way. So how do you feel about that, Leroy? Um. Well, I uh. I think that African American women in general, um, there there's a stigma. Um and I think that it's it just it, it's a it's a little difficult. Um the standard yeah. of beauty within African American the African American community, I mean, there's so much criticism and then there's not. I mean it, it it's almost like bipolar a little one minute we're praised for being these beautiful black queens and then the next minute like I can literally turn the channel and I'm being, you know, degraded, you know. So in, in different shades, not just, mm-hmm. you know, darker, um, you know, women um, or the lack of seeing dark women, um, you know, darker uh, skinned women, African-American women on television because I do see, um, you know, darker uh, skinned African-American women on television. I mean, I thought of How You Were Murder that came to my mind right away. Viola Davis, yes, beautiful, and Viola she's a lawyer on the show, um, she holds it down, you know, so, like, that just came to my mind, so I, I disagree that there's not um, a presence of darker African-American women on, um, you know, in entertainment, on television, yeah, look at but what I do, but what I do see is, yeah, but what I do see is that we are, um, you know, there's no consistency with uplifting us and keeping us in a light where we are you know, valued. I mean, it's it's so back and forth, and um, I, I guess that's just something you really gotta let roll off your back, honestly, because you know your worth. And I think women, period, of all uh, women of color, all different ethnic ethnicities, all the things we're facing. You know what I mean? Like when we are marginalized, and you know, just it, it's such. I mean, there, it, the sexism sexism is there, so. Yeah. We just gotta know our worth and let it roll off our backs and keep it pushing. I love that advice. That's the. I agree with that. That's the key to knowing your worth. Um, you know, we have Kerry Washington. We have so many, but not just in in the media in general. Um, you just have to know your history and know that you're beautiful, right. no matter what complexion you are. And it starts right. from home. If you don't get it from home. Um, For the um, listener, maybe you can read books, you can go to libraries, and you just have to know that you are beautiful. If somebody's telling you that you're not beautiful because of your complexion, get away from them all Mm -hmm. the way. You know what I mean? Get with some positive Mm -hmm. people. That's the only thing I can say because me personally, I never grew up, like, with a complexion thing, but I know some people that are very damaged by things that people say. So it just depends on how you grow up, and just if you're around any of those people, stay away from them. And if they're in your family, tell you, Mecca. seek out others. Mecca, it, it happens in the Indian that. community, too. It's cute. It happens in the Indian community, that. too. You if know, you're brown. Uh, yeah. if you're it, the lighter, you know, basically the the more north you go in India, the lighter you are. Mm-hmm. And um, further south, the darker you are. So I'm from, like, the middle, and so I'm, you know, in the middle. <laughs> Um, have brown, oh, okay. brown skin, um, but to this day in India there are ads for skin bleaching, skin lightening. In fact, even here, I had a friend who, for many years, would wear um, foundation that was like shades and shades lighter 
than her actual wow. skin color. And I had to, and I, and I, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, I was scared to hurt her feelings. Could you tell she was wearing it? Like, of course. That she was wearing it? Yeah. I, I could tell that she was wearing lighter complexion. Sorry, lighter mm-hmm. foundation than her complexion. And I was fake? scared. Did it look Sorry? bad? Like, did it look fake? Did it look fake? It looked fake. Yeah, it looked it no. looked the wrong color, and uh, it was completely different from her neck and from her hands. So, I felt scared to hurt my friend's feelings, and I had to. I mentioned it to her in a way, like around other friends. You know, I was like, oh, you know, there are brands that will like make the perfect blend for your exact shade of color mm. skin, and I had to skirt mm. around the issue. And then she got over it, and it turned out that there was somebody in her life who used to tell her that she was too dark. And mm-hmm. then when Aww. she got past this, this situation, we had a talk about, you know, how she perceived herself and this whole, this whole notion of being too dark and what it meant. And in our culture, to this day, people get married. They want to get married to lighter-skinned girls. Mm-hmm. And it's so insane when you think about what that means, but I think it goes back to colonialism, to the mm-hmm. British colonialists in our country brainwashing people for how many mm-hmm. years, things mm-hmm. get settled into your mind and you can't move past it. And they made them people, they made the Indians in India feel that white was better. White was better. And because how else would you develop this complex? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also in the Latino community, Latasha, talk about that because, you know, from my – I have a lot of Dominican friends and some Puerto Rican friends as well, and I think that um, in the – I can just say in the the Latino community, in the Puerto Rican community, most Dominicans will identify with their African heritage, but some Puerto Ricans might not, and I ask why. Uh, not at all. all, but just talk about uh, talk about you know their complexion in the Latino okay. race as well. I, I can remember. Uh, working, I can remember working at a, at a supermarket, and uh-huh. the guy, the guy that worked there was Puerto Rican, but he looked like he was black, like he was black. And, okay. You know, we have seen sometimes like um, Morenito means you know the black guy. It's it's a sweet mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's a sweet way. Some guys like it, some some guys don't. And one time I, I, I called him over and I was like, hey, I came over and he was like, I'm not black. I was like, whoa, okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you know, like, whoops, my bad. Like, okay. And in my mind, I'm saying, <laughs> so, and then and here comes my mind. I'm like, well, damn, you ain't white either. Like, sure. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> I had to, like, step back and be like, I apologize. Because you guys are going to laugh, and then there's all these girls on YouTube that are trying to get a spray tan. I was actually early, because I, I myself feel very pale. I'm like, this winter has just been, it's been terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get some color on this face. I need some bronzer. I need some. So I was just watching this video before. I'm like, I don't know. So it's like, I feel like, I don't know, the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? I think it's just, you, got, mm-hmm. you just have to, as much as you can, even though it's tough, even though it's challenging. Just try to be happy if you have your health and you have, you know, a roof over your head and you have some kind of nice life just to be appreciative, you know, of what you have, what you do have, and, and embrace it. Like you had said, you guys Absolutely. were talking about embrace, embracing it. I, I agree. Yeah. Latasha, did you finish your story? Or? Yeah, and, I, you know, I apologize, and then I have to sit there and say to myself, you know, that, that is wrong because it happened to my sister too. My sister is, is white as milk. 
and somebody was talking Spanish about her, and not realizing that she's Puerto Rican and she speaks Spanish. Like oh, sometimes, she, sometimes we tend to forget because we we all do it. We all guilty of doing it. Like we'll sit yeah. here and say, "Oh, that that black girl over there." Meanwhile, she's not black. She's either Haitian. She's either she could be Puerto Rican but look black. You know, and we do take offense sometimes on 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 not realizing how people feel sometimes. We don't realize that that person might have been picked on throughout throughout school. They don't want to hear that as they get older, you know. So but let me just add that if she is Haitian, she is black. Complexion is a big, <laughs> but she's just big, from another big, complexion. Complexion is a big, big thing, and for for many people like you, Mecca, that know me since I've been growing up, I'm Puerto Rican. I tell people I'm black. Yeah, they be like, I know. they be like, how you know, black? I said I don't have to be black to be black, baby. It's how you feel. You gotta <laughs> embrace other people. You just can't be like, oh, I'm I'm this. I'm not that. Like I I, I embrace the people that like cultures that love me. People that love me, they different cultures. I embrace it. I sit here and say I'm not Puerto Rican. And say I'm another race. And Mecca, you know me for for many years. I've always been this way. She's always you been this way. Eat. That's why she's on the panel. She you, you know, just she, gotta she, love. She, um, you just gotta love who you are. If you if you comfortable within your skin. It don't matter what anybody else got to say. You just got to love you. Yeah, nobody, I have some callers here. Nobody can love you like you can love you. Absolutely. Like Hold on for a second right now. I think we have a call of the last digits. We got Leroy. You're back in. And the last yes. digit is 5315. Uh, 5315, you're on the Mecca James Show. Oh, yeah, that's me. Hello. My name is, hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. This is, my name is also Mecca. Um, oh, okay. And I know you from Instagram. <laughs> oh, Instagram, love Mecca. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Yay! Hi, good. I was fig- I was trying to figure out how to work this thing, so I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad I could get my thoughts in. Um, a couple things. I've been listening for for quite a while, and I know there was a discussion about plastic surgery at first, and the thing that caught my attention was, you know, the woman who died, who I'm sure is not the first or the last who's, uh, you know, dying at the hands of, you know, botched plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, well, first I wanted to kind of, I, I kind of got the sense that plastic surgery seems to kind of be accepted sometimes, and then it's not accepted. So I'm, I'm not sure, like, how our feelings are about that. Um, and just a little tidbit, the teachers where I work, um, I am a teacher, um, actually have a cosmetic surgery rider, which means they get free plastic surgery as part of their health benefits, which is crazy. But I, I think it's a personal health- choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we have freedom of speech. Yep. You know, all of us have rights. And I think, you know, as a human being, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who am I to judge, you know, if somebody else feels really... I don't know, you know, maybe somebody has an ear that's really, really sticking out, like really, right. really bad. You know, not like slight little things, but maybe there's something very, you know, or someone who has a huge mole on their face that every time mm-hmm. all everybody sees is this mole. Or like, people have all, all sorts of things. You know, I think it's kind of based on an individual basis. You know, I think if somebody feels more confident about themselves, getting rid of a huge mole on their face or, right. I don't know, t- tucking an ear or you know, was tormented in school. I don't really know. Like, I can't judge, but, you know, I definitely mm-hmm. think that, that there there is, you know, a, a, an emphasis on it in the media, too. 
So yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, I guess it kind of is like sometimes it seems like it's the right thing to do or maybe sometimes it's not, you know, but, but I can't make that decision for other people. They need to make their own decision. But. Oh, right. Anybody and else want to chime in on that? And also um, my, my my thought with that was that, you know, maybe, and like I, I know many people that have gotten plastic surgery as a result of the fact that they didn't have to pay for it, which might be a, a huge, you know, incentive to people if it's quote unquote free. And there's no there's no counseling or conversation about it. It's just like, hey, do you want, you know, these new boobs or do you want this tummy tuck or do you want lipo? And it just seems like these doctors are very interested in getting patients and they don't really talk to women about the reasons for wanting it. And I think that's kind of a dangerous uh a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. It just depends on the surgery. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that if 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 it's not life threatening, if you're not like in a car accident or something like that. But sometimes people have maybe they might have an insecurity about something and they they want to improve their look. So it just depends. Mm-hmm. On the person, I've never personally had any plastic surgery done or anything like mm-hmm. that, and I don't think I will be getting any if I become older as well. I'll just you know. God made me, and it is what it is. I'll just try to do as much exercise and do, you know, yoga or whatever as much as possible. Slathering but on I don't that night, think I would. on that night cream, Mecca? <laughs> Slathering <laughs> on that night cream? <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> oh, we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Um, How do you like the show so far, Love, Mecca? I like it. I like to hear all the um, different perspective, perspective from all the ladies, and um, I, I definitely think you should have some kind of part two. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely going to have a part two. Thank you for calling on the show. Um, Ladies, we're going to have to do a part two, and I wanted to tell everyone I'm trying to, well, I will be going into video. So I think it, the next one, if we do a part two, it won't be anytime soon if we all do video. So that way everyone can see, our, see us and really, you know, some of us are animated, really get a feel for us. So therefore we don't have to say our names. You just know exactly who it is. So oh, cool. If you, what is your last statement? Anybody want to say something? Because we're going to be out. We're out of here. It's after 9 o'clock. I'm, I'll, re- I'll let it go a little <laughs> bit longer. So talk about what do you think the standards of beauty are and what problems do we have? What do you, you, what's your last statement on it? I think uh, as a society, you know, my dad always says, count your blessings and forge ahead. So I think it's just about, mm. you know, we're, in t- we're you know, the the fact of the matter is that the economy isn't really in great shape right now. And I think we all just have to be very thankful for what we do have. You know, as far as beauty is concerned, you have a hot pair of legs. Like I said, wear a mini. You've got a great smile, smile a lot. You've got beautiful hair, flip it. You know what I mean? It's like whatever you have, work it. That's my advice, and that's how I feel about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Say Roy's on the line now. She got disconnected. Um, You on? I would just... Oh, um, I would just, you know, you have to be, you know, mindful. Um, there, there are a lot of people out here who are very miserable, and um, if you allow that energy around you, um, I mean, it can rub off, and next thing you know, you have all these crazy ideas that you'd never had before. So you just got to, you know, be mindful uh, and be grateful to um, keep your circle small. I know the ladies were talking about that um, earlier. And, um, you know, just just be, you know, like I said, be mindful, watchful, and grateful, too. Grateful for what you you have and the blessings you do have. 
the good looks mm. you do have, et cetera. Absolutely. <laughs> you, what do you want to say, last statements of, about beauty and the perception of it? Yeah, I think that, you know, all you can do is be your best every day and try again tomorrow. You know, I think that there's no, I don't think that we can get caught up in what the media says and, you know, the magazines say because there's always a bias. There's always an agenda that everybody has, you know. People are trying to sell products mm-hmm. and make money. So mm-hmm. we have to keep that in mind. And I think we only know that as we get older and we can see through the tricks, you know, but it's all thought of, you know, what color a model wears, what, what uh, you know, what somebody's hair looks like in a commercial. Every single little thing is thought of by the market, marketing executives who are okay. the people who are really making the money off the product. So, you know, um, I think that all you can do is, is just be, you know, the best you and, and, and try to inspire people and, and, and make some impact, impact in, in your own community. And then we have the BX Latasha's in the building. What do you think about that? Yes. I, I the last thing I have to say is be your own competition. You can't steer yourself mm-hmm. wrong. Being your own competition, you become better at what you at what you wanna be and what you are. Um Absolutely. I just think I love, that, that's great. I love that. When you work on yourself and there's no distraction because you're the only distraction that there is, I think women will appreciate themselves more because a lot of times we forget to appreciate ourselves. We do a lot. And that's where it really starts and from. We're not, and we're not appreciated. So we need to learn to appreciate our own beauty, our own body, our own color, complexion, hair, whatever it is. If you got big breasts, hey, that's a beautiful thing. If you got small <laughs> ones, that's a beautiful thing too because men like it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I haven't heard a man say, nah, she got some more titties. I don't want her. A man loves a beautiful <laughs> woman. If you, if you come with a beautiful face and a beautiful mind, you're straight. Just, I think women should work on themselves. Stop trying to fix yeah, other people. It's self-love. You can, yeah, that's on, all you can work on yourself. You're the, you, the best teacher to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And a good attitude. Self-love. Good attitude. I agree. Confidence and self-love. That should be taught young because I just feel like self-love is not being taught. You know, sometimes you're not getting it at home. That's something that we could talk about. So, Q, before you get out of here and everybody, mm-hmm. just tell everybody, everyone's social media, she has an amazing broad, off-Broadway play that's doing wonderful. Just tell people about that right. as well because you guys are really doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a, a play, a solo play that I play 13 characters in one hour. The name of it is They Call Me Q, and I toured at colleges, and I, it's about how do you create your identity within uh, diversity in an urban environment, seeing as I grew up in the Bronx. And it really shows the college students, it really helps them to um, look within and really believe in themselves and not get swayed by all the messages that they get from their friends and from their family and from just society at large. So, you know, I'm really proud of that. And you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at They Call Me Q Show. And um, on Facebook, uh, I have an artist page. It's Q Kadwani, K-A-D-W-A-N-I. But if you friend me, then I will send you the request too. <laughs> what's your What's your Instagram? <laughs> Sorry, what is everybody's What is everybody's Instagrams? I just want to write them down so I can follow you guys. Okay. They call me Q Show. I think we're all on Mecca's uh, post too. Yeah, oh, we're all tagged. Oh, 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 you're all tagged. All right, so I'll just go to Mecca. Yeah. I'll just go to Mecca's Instagram. Okay, cool. Absolutely. 
this is for the people that are listening in the chat room and online. Um, we'll go with Leroy. Tell everything what you're doing, singing, DJing, whatever. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm just a music head, um, living out my dreams, uh, part time. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I sing and I write and I DJ. I moved and shaked on the silly scene for years, and um, also do um, some some networking and work up in New York too. I went through Scratch Academy. Uh, the DJ Academy two years ago. So that was an awesome experience. And since then, I've been picking up my DJ gigs here and there uh, around the city of Harrisburg and uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. But, um, yeah, you can follow me, Layro. I'm Layro on everything, L-E-I-R-O-W. And, um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be it, IG, Twitter, oh, and I L-E-I-R-O-W. It's the same thing. I want to say to Leroy, she's a friend of mine, and you ladies are offering. We have to uplift each other. She just bought a house, so let's give her some hand claps. Oh, she yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Good for you, girl. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, women, we are doing it big by ourselves with people. It doesn't matter. We are doing our thing. And educated yes. as well. Latasha. My home girl, tell tell everybody where to find you at because she is really outgoing on that Instagram. <laughs> cool. Me? I'm a nobody. Yeah, Latasha. Girl. No, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. Cut <laughs> um, Yes, you are. You right. You right. Because I got haters. See them catty women? They come to see me. My Instagram name is blondie got blondie underscore got underscore haters. And okay. I'm just, I mean, I put up funny stuff, I put my family up, I put rewarding stuff up, n- n- nothing that ever degrades anybody. It's always fun stuff, but. That's what yeah, we need to talk exactly. about in the second one. In the second version, guys, what do you think about, I need advice, or we should all talk about, share advice on dealing with haters. How do you deal with that? How do you, how oh, do you we definitely. how do you flip it into that. something positive? How do you flip it into, you know, look at it in a positive way? That's a good. That's a good next topic. Is anybody into the? Is anybody into the zodiac? Zodiac signs and stuff. Yeah, sometimes I I believe believe in that. Only when I'm in my feelings. (laughs) I saw a a mini chick the other day that said it was the I don't give a fuck squad. Ooh, we love the curse. Sorry, I don't give a f squad. Please, if we ain't. (laughs) But the I don't give a f squad is Scorpio, Sagittarius. I think Leo is in there too, and I think Aries. Oh, okay. So I'm doomed. That's the, I don't give a f squad. I don't. <laughs> I really. I don't mean to be. Uh, I don't want to be rude, but it's cute, and I gotta go. But I wanted to say thank you. It was really amazing talking with all of you. Mecca, thank, thank you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We and, are off the air now. So thank you, everybody that um, tuned in. Follow up me on Instagram, Mecca Games, and also follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. We had an amazing show. Thank you for everyone tuning in. You know, ladies, sometimes we get off topic, but we will have another series, a part two, that will be coming up sometime in the future. And if you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca, M-E-C-C-A, show and the number one, and this show will be on the website, and you can also download it starting tomorrow. It's the Mecca James Show. Until next week, Tuesday, love, live life. God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.